The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Travis Kelsey has not missed a game due to injury since his rookie season 2013. And that is in jeopardy as we are just a day away from the Chiefs game and from the start of the season. And Travis Kelsey has a knee injury. We have the latest for you here on Fantasy Football Today. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, September 6th. And Jamie is here to join us on this Wednesday show, which you might hear more often, uh, more frequently this year. Dave, Jamie, and Heath, we've got bold predictions. We've got what to watch for in week one. We've got our NFL predictions. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? We'll tell you that. And uh, your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. But OMG, Travis Kelsey hurt his knee, and they said it was hyperextended. He plays tomorrow night against Detroit. But we did some drafts yesterday. Some people still have drafts. Is he a first-rounder? If you're drafting today, Heath Cummings, is Travis Kelsey a first-rounder? He's uh, The way I framed it yesterday was, like, if I pick 11th or 12th, I'm not passing on Travis Kelsey twice. So as, as a really wise podcast host once said, the last two or three picks of the first round are, and the first two or three picks of the second round are all basically the same thing. So he should go in the first 13 or 14 picks. <laughs> we did a draft yesterday where he went 12th, and this was basically as the news unfolded. I had the seventh pick. I was planning on taking Kelsey, and I was like, nope, that's not happening. And then um, I was helping a, a friend draft last night, and he fell to the uh, what is it, 21st pick. So oh, wow. uh, he, he, he asked me prior to the draft, if Kelsey's there, do I take him? I said, absolutely, no-brainer. And sure enough, he was there. So what kind of absence are we looking at, Dave, for Kelsey? Any idea? Might not even be one game. Jason Kelsey went on the radio and said that there's a chance he plays, that he has a bone bruise. That would be the best-case scenario. You might be able to play through that for a week and then rest up. Remember, they've got a little bit extra time before their Week 2 game because they play on a Thursday. And so that would help Travis Kelsey be as close to good to go as you could be for Week 2. If the Chiefs want to play it safe, they could just have him sit out and uh, he, he just misses one game. I would still take him where I was drafting him if we knew for sure he was going to miss one game. For now, I agree with the fellas. I think that he's a late first, early second round pick, top 15 pick for sure. But if, if we get word that he's going to miss no more than one game, move him right back up to like six, seven, eight in full PPR, the range that we were drafting him in before, before Tuesday. Jason Kelsey did say that they're swelling in the knee right now. And so if the Chiefs are smart, they don't play him this week. They get another 10 days to rest him for week two. That's that's the way I would approach it. You know, I, I would just right. try, and, try and make sure you have somebody to cover Travis Kelsey for week one just because it, the injury happened two days before the game's being played. You know, yeah. so tough. Um, but yeah, I, if I, as a Travis Kelsey fantasy manager, I'd want him to sit this week to avoid further a, anything further happening. You know, I totally forgot that we're supposed to preview that game today. 
<laughs> I forgot. On Wednesdays, we do the Thursday night preview. That's okay. All right, we're going to do the Thursday night preview in a little bit. So we have to talk about that, you know, who to add. And if Kelsey doesn't play, what does that mean for MVS and everyone? Sky Moore, obviously. Um, it's a big deal. And, and, and as All right, we've got a 34-year-old tight end who has a knee injury to start the year. Does this change your overall outlook for Patrick Mahomes for 2023 and anyone else on the Chiefs? Based on the information we have right now, no. Um, just because like th- this type of injury sounds more like Jamie said, it's a swelling thing. It's a pain tolerance thing, but there's not any structural damage. It's not as if he's more likely to be hurt in a week than he is right now. So it doesn't impact it at all for me. Yeah, and, and let's just be clear. We are taking the word of his brother, which should understand what his brother told him. But Andy Reid may come out today and say, He's not playing this week. We may not know what the situation is next week. And who knows? You know, so just take that into account. That, I'd that's- be shocked. I'd be shocked if he said anything today because it's the day before a game. They could rule him out today. Okay, so let, let, let's let's play it out. He, they rule him out today. Reed says after the game on, on Thursday night, we weren't expecting Travis to go. We're hoping he's going to play week two. Like, okay, you know, you, you still have to take into account that we're not out of the woods yet. Like from, from, from a couple weeks. I don't think this is a... a it's certainly not season ending. It's certainly right. not something that, that sounds like, you know, more than more than two or three weeks. But that still could be the scenario. It could still could be two to three weeks. You know, the, the, this is a team that's planning to play in February, not planning to just make it to January. You know, so sure. you have to you have to understand that they have bigger aspirations than than just we need him on the field right now. Playing for the Pro Bowl. Um, okay, so how about some waiver? Giants. waiver what'd you say? <laughs> not the Giants. <laughs> waiver wire tight ends be interested to know if any of you pick the giants to go to the playoffs um waiver wire tight ends in case we need a kelsey replacement okay we've got players rostered in fewer than 70 percent of leagues right now cole Komet, sam laporta tyler higby and greg dulcich they're 65 to 69 percent rostered a little less than that we have Jawan johnson and chigo conquo and less than that, we have Gerald Everett, 49% rostered. Luke Musgrave, 37%. Jake Ferguson, 35%. You could try an Arizona tight end if you're desperate in a deeper league. Um, but uh, How about Noah Gray with the Chiefs? Uh, yeah, that's also a good option. Does, is anyone jumping out as a great waiver wire option for you guys at tight end? Higby by a mile. Yep. Um, for me, the top three would be Higby, Juwan Johnson, and Jake Ferguson. I, I think all three have good matchups. All three are going to be involved. Um, Dak Prescott in his last four healthy games against the Giants, his tight ends, if I have it correctly, 30 catches, 335 yards and three touchdowns in the last four games. So he likes to use his tight ends against the Giants, uh, understandably so. Mm -hmm. And I think I said this on a previous show, like his tight end in six of seven seasons has been his number two or number three target, uh, on the team every year. So Ferguson to me is 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 the easiest one because he's the most available. But Higby and Johnson would be the two ahead of him. But those three would be my favorites. No love for Dulcich with potentially Judy not playing. I'm assuming Judy's not playing. He's fine, but I like those three better. Okay. Anyone else? Heath thoughts? Yeah, I I would put Gerald Everett at the top of the list behind Higby. Um, Dolphins were pretty terrible against tight ends last year themselves. Everett's been pretty good when he's been healthy. He just has a hard time staying healthy. And that Dak Prescott stat is also kind of a Kellen Moore stat. That role, that tight end role in the Kellen Moore offense has been pretty reliable no matter who the tight end is. So Everett would be my second favorite, but Higby, by far and away, if he's available, he's the guy. Yeah, Dak also did lean on his tight ends before Kellen Moore was there. And for Everett, he did score two touchdowns his last two games, but very minimal production on top of it. But he could certainly find the end zone. He's he's a one-week guy, whereas Higby and Jawan Johnson and Jake Ferguson, like they've got a chance to be top 12 tight ends. So I'd rather lean toward a guy that's got a shot to be a weekly starter that I can find off the waiver wire versus Everett, who I, I, I love Everett this week. He's going to be ranked fairly high for me. But I, I'm thinking more long-term, and I'd rather chance it with Ferguson just as an example in case he hits and I can start him every week throughout the year. Well, for and what that, that might just be the, the yeah. disagreement, too, is I think it's more likely that Gerald Everett's a guy we use for a month than Juwan Johnson. So I might just be low on Johnson. 
Uh, for what it's worth, Everett's first two matchups are Miami and Tennessee, and they were 28th and 29th against tight ends last year. Sure. His third and, matchup is Minnesota, and we know they give up a lot of points. So, And Quentin Johnston hasn't made the jump to full-time playing time yet. No. Sorry, that sounded a little funny. No, but the thing with Everett is it's, it's hard for me to evaluate him because there were so few games where Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were both healthy last year. So... um you know, uh, there's a lot to it's a good tight end, right? <laughs> there's not like a, an amazing option out there because it's waiver wire tight end. Um, there's still no Chris Jones for Kansas City, so it's probably unlikely that he's playing. Detroit center Frank Ragnow mispracticed, but still could play. Terry McLaurin's day to day. They have Arizona in week one, and all signs point to Joe Burrow playing in week one, according to Ian Rappaport. We have got you covered on uh, Thursday night at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Join us exclusively on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football today, youtube.com slash fantasy football today, Thursday night, 730 until kickoff will help you set your lineup. Same thing on Monday night. So it's Monday night at 730, Thursday night at 730. Monday, we'll talk about whatever you want. Trades, waiver wire. If you need Monday night football lineup help, that's fine too. Thursday starter sitting, honestly, anything you want, you come to the chat and we'll, we'll have a good time. And then Sunday, 1130 to 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Um, Quick uh, fill in the blank. I, this is tough. So if it's too tough, I apologize. The player to trade for right now is blank. Travis Kelsey. If everyone's freaking out about the injury, go make an offer and try and get him at below value. I would, I would say Cooper Cup. Same reason. I'd wait till after Wednesday on Cup just to hear what Sean McVay has to say. He may say something that could ruin the trade for you, though. Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility, though, that Cup is, you know, really hurt. Right. If he if he goes on IR and misses four games, you should you're you should definitely be able to get him at a discount. The question is, will he come back and place him on IR already? I mean, certainly could happen, but I'd be surprised if they hadn't put. They've got till Saturday to do it if they want to. Uh, The must start player I'm most nervous about in week one is blank. Travis Kelsey. Hmm. <laughs> I've, seen a, I've seen a lot of Damian Pierce uh, fears yeah, against the Ravens. Against Baltimore, that's good. Ramondre against Philadelphia. A little worried about him. How about Derrick Henry against the Saints with, you know, new look receiving core in Tennessee? Yeah, I, none of those guys worry me. Um, must our guy? Pierce doesn't worry you at all. I mean, the gosh, the Ravens. Not that I'm sitting him. With, I mean, with uh, okay. Oh well, no, I don't think the question is whether or not you're sitting them. The question is you're just nervous about them. Yeah. I mean, I, th- yeah, I could I, see I'm sitting, sitting Pierce. Pierce. No chance. I could see sitting Pierce too if I, you know, if well, you load it up. In, in what scenario, back? Heath? Could you see sitting Damian Pierce? Um, I drafted three running backs in the first six rounds, and one of them's Damian Pierce. Like I, I would rather start um, Miles Sanders and Alexander Madison over him. I, I'd rather start Jamal Williams over him. Ooh, so that obviously the Titans, I mean, lethal run defense. It, they they were last year. Oh, you want another uh, sleeper tight end, Taysom Hill, because he may be their second running back. He's he's not a tight end anymore. Doesn't you matter. might still be able to start him as a tight end. He's still a they moved him to quarterback. Yeah, he's still tight end for us. Yeah, um, so if you can get away with that, you could. Yeah, their current backup running back is Kirk Merritt, who has never <laughs> recorded a rush attempt in the NFL, and he's yeah. been in the NFL for three seasons. Yeah, it'll okay. be Jamal and Taysom Hill. All right. Uh, I have to issue an apology again. Two days ago, I had to apologize to Chris Harris, uh, who DM'd me about the whole... <laughs> the oh, what did he say? What did he say? It was very, very nice. I could read it to you, I think. <clears throat> Actually, I, no, don't share your DMs with somebody. No, I mean, it was nothing bad. Uh, he just said... Um, the Harris football possum people are after you about flag players. Sorry, I swear I didn't say anything. <laughs> and I said it was my fault. Misunderstanding. But um, that was cool of him. And uh, I, I gave a team name yesterday, and I forgot to attribute it to someone. So I, Man and Jameer, which I thought was very funny. It wasn't mine. I, it kind of came off like it was mine. It was from Bobby, not from me. But then I thought, has anyone done Jamiroquai? Did I invent that? Because that's a really funny team name. Wait, are you going to be apologizing for all the things that you steal from other people this season? Because gonna we're going to have a lot longer podcast. I'm going to try. You know, it's a new, it's 2023. It's a new season. It's a new leaf. But what do you, Dave Jamiroquai? 
I, nah. I think it's excellent. Nah. <laughs> what? It's excellent. I, I feel like I, I sort of subconsciously have stolen that from someone. Maybe I saw it already. No um, one's going to take credit for Jamiroquai. I would love. I would love to. Other I, than you, it's. I think it's honestly. It's one of the. I think it's the best team name I've heard all year. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, I'm gonna tell you about the most wonderful thing that happened yesterday. Then we're gonna preview Detroit and Kansas City, and then we are going to get into some bold predictions and things to watch for Week One. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, it was such a beautiful thing that happened last night. Heath and I sharing a super flex team in the leftovers league, and we drafted Daniel Jones. And now Heath has to root for Daniel Jones with me every Sunday. It was a beautiful thing, Heath. Congratulations. Uh, to quote myself, when you asked if we could drop Justin Fields for Andy Dalton, LOL, IDC. <laughs> um, and we, like, we, we pretty much have divided this thing up to where you make the picks in the odd rounds, I make the picks in the even rounds. You drafted Daniel Jones ahead of Tua. Because I knew you were going to take Tua. You we had, literally ten, we took had Daniel Jones ahead of Tua. I knew, four point for passing wow. touchdown, but I knew you were going to take Tua, so I had to make sure that we got Daniel Jones. Detroit is at Kansas City, and I got stats coming out the wazoo for this game. Josh! You forgot something. <laughs> okay. You got it. You're good now. You ready? Yeah. Na 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 na. That's right, Dave. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Dare you? And there you go. Another apology. We need to have the apologiometer for Adam this year. Yeah, we need it. Like we're up to like four on today's episode alone. Yeah, he's gonna forget soon and turn back into a terrible person. Yeah, I apologize in advance for that. Uh, all right. In eight games in which the Lions allowed 28 or more points in 2022, Jared Goff averaged 36.8 pass attempts per game. So, you know, I think I think the Chiefs were projected for around 28 points. I don't know if it's still that way. That was before the Kelsey news, uh, but probably should expect a lot of pass attempts for him. Um, is this a Jameer Gibbs game? I mean, obviously everyone's going to start him, but the Chiefs, have now five straight years. They've allowed the fifth most receiving yards to res- to running backs or more. They've been top five in that or bottom five. Like I said, however you want to look at it. I mentioned that a couple days ago. Five straight years where they've been terrible against pass-catching running backs. All right, anyway, Jamie, set up this game for me from a start-sit perspective, and then Dave and Heath, you guys can debate whatever you want to debate. I think the Lions have three and a half must-start players, uh, both running backs and Amara St. Brown. And then Jared Goff, if you need him, could be a starting quarterback this week because of the potential for a shootout. It's the highest over-under, at least as of now, for the week, assuming that Travis Kelsey's playing. That'll probably go down a little bit if Kelsey's out. But expect a shootout. Expect the Lions to be, you know, playing from behind. And, you know, hopefully we get uh, somebody else stepping up. Uh, your Josh Reynolds call might come into play here. And, you know, maybe Marvin Jones. But I, I would love it to be a lot of the stars. And, and maybe Sam Laporta, you know, he should also be in the conversation for the streaming tight ends also. Yep. Just given again the shootout potential there, so he's he's a top fifteen tight end for me as well uh, in the same range as Gerald Everett. But uh, for for the Chiefs, you know the the biggest question is you know what do you do with their receivers? Um, I think Pacheco's worth starting. I think he's going to have an opportunity to play well here too. Um, but the the receivers, it's you know I I think you start Sky Moore and then kind of mix and match depending on what your needs are if you have to go a little bit deeper in some deeper formats. So. Um, I don't know if I'd want to trust Kadarius Tony this week just because of the lack of playing time in practice. I think as we talked about yesterday, that he could 
be active, but not really a, a full participant. Um, MVS shot call, you know, you can get one of those. Um, they're, they're better DFS plays, I think for, for the chiefs receivers than they are for first, you know, redraft league. So Skymore, I think should be at least a third receiver in a three receiver leagues. And then obviously you're playing Mahomes and Kelsey if they're out there. If Kelsey's out there. And just before Dave and Heath jump in, when you talk about these receivers, you're, you're, you're giving us this advice as if Kelsey's not going to play. I would start Sky Moore as at least a third receiver, no matter what. You know, just with the uh, opportunity to, again, be in a high-scoring game. You know, the the snap count from the preseason I think matters here. You know, and and we'll see. I think the 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 targets and, and opportunities that we're missing in the play, in the preseason, as you alluded to. You know, you, you you're happy that he's running routes. You're happy that he's out there, but we just haven't seen anything to you know sort of attach it to. But you know, until I see a full Kadarius Tony, I'm going to bank on Sky Moore getting those opportunities, and hopefully that comes to fruition this week. So Jamie mentioned that there's three and a half players that he would start on the Lions. I think there's only one and a half for the Chiefs if there's no Kelsey. Mahomes is obvious. And I think Pacheco is where you lean if you're looking for that half player, that second player. I like him better in non-PPR than full PPR. A little bit nervous about how much work he's going to get just because he didn't. he's barely practiced. He's barely taken on any contact. This could be the get-your-feet-wet type game for him coming back from the torn labrum. And I wonder if Jarek McKinnon actually ends up making an impact if Kelsey does not play. Reliable short area target that Mahomes has leaned on in clutch games before. I'm nervous about Sky Moore. I think if you drafted him, you probably have three other receivers that you could use ahead of him this week. So I don't have him in my top 36. I, I love having him on my fantasy team. And I, I want to have Tony on my fantasy team too. But these are guys I'm just not ready to trust. And I don't think I have to trust them in regular redraft leagues because I've drafted other players who are a little bit better than them. I think the most, I mean, there's lots of, of interesting things to learn from this game. Um, that Gibbs Montgomery role, Adam, you asked if this was the Gibbs game because of the pass catching. Is that the way that the touches are distributed or do we get a series of David Montgomery and a series of Jameer Gibbs or because it's week one, do we get two series of David Montgomery and one series of Jameer Gibbs? So I, I, I'm interested to see that. I'd like to see if Sky Moore can actually do something with his snaps. I, For me, like you're obviously starting Mahomes. You're obviously, I'm starting obviously ARSB. David Montgomery and Gibbs are both number two running backs. Um, I would start Goff over at least a handful of quarterbacks that you drafted before him. But Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson, those guys for sure. Um and then everybody else is pretty much a flex. I would flex Sky over Pacheco. I do wonder if like the DFS play is Clyde because of what Dave said about how little contact Pacheco took in the preseason and because I think we'll see more running back targets if there's no Kelsey. Hmm. Um, I, I will say I went back and looked. The game that Kelsey missed in 2021, now Tyreek was still there, so it's a different equation. But the Chiefs' tight ends, as a group, combined for three catches for 21 yards. Yeah. So I, I'm like I think there's enough tight ends out there to stream that I'm probably just staying away from Noah Gray. Okay, so if Gibbs is the highest ranked running back in this game, how do you rank Montgomery? Pacheco? He is not for me. Oh, he's not Montgomery. Is Montgomery then Gibbs? Okay, I'll take Gibbs. I have them back to back, just in, <clears throat> both inside the top 15. All right, the, the Gibbs, Chiefs Montgomery Pacheco. Gibbs, Montgomery, Pacheco. That's how I have it. Okay. All right, what about McKinnon, though? I mean, especially if Kelsey doesn't play. I We've talked about him as kind of a break glass if you need him early in the year, and I think if Kelsey doesn't play, then they probably need him. I, I think if there's no Kelsey, I would probably put McKinnon ahead of Pacheco. In all formats or just PPR? Just PPR. PPR. One thing to keep in mind, a couple things about these running backs, okay? The Chiefs saw the fewest running back carries in the NFL last year in terms of, you know, their opponents. So... I don't know if that hurts Montgomery. I mean, maybe that won't be the case. But well, he, Chris Jones not being there is huge. Uh, that's true. Okay, that's true. Fair. Um, but but yeah, the point is they were just scoring Literally. so much. But yes, okay, Chris Jones. That's a bigger factor. Uh, now on the other side of the ball, I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you remember, but I don't know if everybody else out there remembers. The Lions used to be, along with the Texans, the laughing stock in terms of run defenses. I mean, the Texans have three years in a row. They've been one of the three worst run defenses in football in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. That was basically the Lions until the midway point of last season. And in the last, what, like eight games of the year? No, last 10 games of the year, three running backs 
scored double-digit fantasy points in PPR against the Detroit Lions, and only one of them, Deontay Foreman, scored more than 12 and a half. Their run defense got pretty nasty late in the year. Uh, it was it was just a huge shock and a huge turnaround. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, would you guys start Cortland Sutton over Sky Moore this week? Assume if, well, we don't know if Judy's out. So you have to answer that now, I guess. Yes. Yes. I'll start Sutton. Michael Thomas or Sky Moore? Thomas. Thomas. Would you I think st- as long as Thomas is healthy, you should be starting him until until something shows you otherwise. Would you start um, David Montgomery over Damian Pierce facing the Ravens? Yes. I would. Yeah. I believe I have it ranked that way. Okay. Um, all right. How about we'll do some more golf. Golf, you said Heath over Watson and Richardson. Dave, Jamie, you guys agree? Uh, yes. Watson over Richardson. Not sure on Watson. I've got Tua, Dak, Goff, Watson, Cousins, and then way down Richardson. And Goff over Daniel Jones this week? Definitely. Yes, Goff over Watson for me too. Okay. And is Sam Laporta checking in in the in the, like the top fifteen this week? Or yes. Yeah. Jamie said they was. He might be just a shade outside of that for me. I've got him seventeenth. All right. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Heath. I'm a little lower on the rookie tight ends for week one, so I don't have Laporta as a start. I'm I would start Laporta over though. Kincaid this week. Oh, yeah. I'll take Kincaid. Although the Jets really, if they had a vulnerability last year, it was the tight end. Um, I'm going to try something different here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, how about this? I'm going to try to, new segment, plant your flag. <laughs> Uh, no, I I, I uh, would plant love to. Plant your f- weekly flag. I would love Take to Take that, Chris. You didn't think of that one, huh? I would love to find a league where I could start Josh Reynolds just for fun, like a 16-team league. It's called DFS. You know. Oh, I'm I'm starting him in one league where I have uh, I'd start five receivers, and I'm probably not going to have Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. So I had a, I had a tough decision to make because I picked it's a dynasty league where I picked up Noah Gray just to see, you know, in case obviously Kelsey's missing multiple mm-hmm. weeks. And I was like, do I drop Josh Reynolds? I'm like, no, I actually got to play Josh Reynolds. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Josh Reynolds had five games last year with six or more targets. He scored 15 or more PPR points in five of those six games. I just told you Jared Goff throws a lot, even when they don't give up a ton of points. But when they do, he throws a lot. So, uh, look, it's a a flyer thing, but it's just for fun. You you heard it here first. I think that's That's it. That's your guy. What's that? That's your guy. For six games. Do you like either of these DSTs? No. Neither do I. Man, I, we might have to do that six games comment kind of bothered me. Like we might have to do a bet the first four games after Jamison Williams is eligible. I think I'd still take Josh Reynolds. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he's on the most added list um, and then dropped and then added and then dropped and then added. But, uh, you know, it's just it's him and Marvin Jones, basically. And Marvin Jones is 34 or something. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, that's it for this. I'm finished with this guy. Things to watch nah, in the week. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. Damn it. <laughs> Rusty. Things to watch in week one. Dave, what do you got? Let's start with the Ravens offense, which we've seen next to nothing from this preseason. Really curious to see how they operate. Curious to see who, who could play in the slot the most or whether they'll just mix and match. Where do the targets go between Zay Flowers, OBJ, and Rashad Bateman? All three of these guys, we've known them to be explosive wide receivers that can make plays after the catch. Can't wait to see how Lamar looks in this offense, and I especially can't wait to see Jamie, J.K. Dobbins. Does the J and J.K. stand for Jamie, by the way? (laughs) Just wondering. I I think Dobbins has a monster game this week. I'm sure he's the start of the week, but awesome potential for Dobbins. Against the Texans. That's the uh, first thing. Not the start of the week. He started. Okay. Too obvious, maybe. Uh, rookie running backs. Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. I think I've got Gibbs as a top 12 running back in PPR. Buying in fully against Kansas City. Uh, I can't, I'm can't. i looking forward to seeing how the rookie running backs roll, how they're used. Uh, the one in Seattle, particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow with his calf. Does, does he play well? I remember how he played in week one last year. It wasn't good. He is not a top five quarterback for me this week against Cleveland. And then all the other young quarterbacks, we talk so much about Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, uh, the rookies. Looking forward to see how they play in their first start this year. All right, things to watch for Dave. The Ravens offense, kind of interesting, actually. The Texans, because they were so bad against the run last year, they allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. 
last season. Mm-hmm. Um, the rookie running backs, Joe Burrows, Calf, and Kenny Pickett, Howell, Jordan Love, just the young players in general. Heath, what are you looking forward to seeing in week one? Uh, does Deshaun Watson still exist? I, I, does that guy come back or do we get last year's Deshaun Watson, which is, was just absolutely atrocious. I think like the Daniel Jones one's interesting. I think I'm the high guy on him this week. And we had conversations about how the giants were going to throw more because they were going to be playing from behind. And he averaged 11 more pass attempts per game last year when they lost. Yeah. He was also terrible when they lost. Um, his production was, was much worse. And so I want to see if Darren Waller makes that difference. Can Daniel Jones go out there and throw the ball 35 to 40 times like he's going to need to do against the Cowboys and actually give me fantasy success? It was a brutal matchup, I think, because that pass rush is just going to be all over him. Um, Gosh, let me just tell you the history there. Because, like, if we're saying that, then four games that he's going to be behind are going to be brutal matchups because of that pass rush. The uh, Cowboys and the Eagles, right? I think the Eagles are week 18. So, if that Okay, helps. so only three. Uh, I think the Cowboys have won, like, nine of the last ten games against the Giants, and the only loss was with Andy Dalton. Uh, 11 of the last 12 games. So but that, if Daniel Jones is much better as a passer, then yeah. those losses where he throws a lot should be better for him for fantasy. Yeah. I, I, they're an offense to watch for sure. Anything else? Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, or should we go to Jamie? Go ahead. Jamie, what are you looking for in week one? Bill's backfield. Want to see what that looks like. Jets backfield. Want to see what that looks like. Really, that entire game. You know, just Kincaid's use yeah, and, and how he comes across. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, is he going to be the MVP Aaron Rodgers that we saw, not from necessarily a production standpoint, but just from a play standpoint. And is it going to be a lot of Garrett Wilson, which is what we hope. But, you know, seeing the, uh, I mean, obviously a lot of the the new things. Is is Raheem Mostert going to hold, Mostert going to hold up, you know, at 31 years old as the lead running back for Miami? And who will they use to spell him? Is it going to be, you know, A-chain coming off the shoulder injury? Or is it going to be more of a Savan Ahmed type of situation and we just get another messy situation? So, um, but really that, that game between the Jets and the Bills is, is, a big discovery one for me just to see Ken Cook sort of ascend from, you know, Damien Harris and, and I hope not, but Latavius Murray. And then, you know, what, what does Aaron Rodgers look like? And yeah. Kate. Uh, okay. And my things to watch. Richardson. Anthony Richardson too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it, the backfield splits, of course, I mean, everywhere, but you mentioned one and that was Damien Harris. And that, that was one that he didn't, he was hurt and then he barely played in the preseason. But when Damien Harris did play, he was in there, you know, with the first team splitting with Cook, not evenly, but I think there's a possibility that he's going to piss a lot of people off by being a goal line back. And we're and on Tuesday, people were saying, oh man, did I make a mistake with James Cook? Which probably won't be the case, even if Harris is the goal line back, but I am interested to see what happens there. I wouldn't want to start James Cook this week. Yeah. Don't you think the matchup could benefit him, though? I, I don't, if I don't they think they're the running back more, yes. What's what'd you say, James? If they threw to their running backs more, yes. I, I think that's part of their plan this year. And I think in this matchup against the Jets, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm not crazy about James Cook this week. He's not top 12. He's no Jameer Gibbs. But mm-hmm. I think in PPR, he can be pretty decent. I want to see if Debo Samuel is going to be a star. This is someone that I think I, I was higher on throughout the preseason. I started out not wanting any Debo Samuel. I think Brock Purdy is going to throw to him all the time. And the preseason... Mm-hmm indicated that yeah he did that he, that's exactly right it wasn't just the preseason it, it was what happened last year when everyone was healthy which i think was only four games mccaffrey debo okay including put yeah there was one game where debo like barely played but or you know like half the snaps but sure four or five games it was all debo he was the guy and then it continued in brief small small sample sizes in the preseason so i'm i want to see what happens there with debo and that are the steelers more of a zone or a man team i have no idea because that's what's pretty much determined it between him and Ayuk over the years. We can tell you what they were last year. I have it actually open right here. They were more of a man team. That would be good for Brandon Ayuk. All right, That'd be good for all of them. Let's go to our bowl predictions, because I also want to see Bijan in all caps, I put, and Aaron Rodgers. Let's do our bowl predictions. We'll do them pretty quickly. Dave, run through your bowl predictions, please. Jalen Warren and Roshan Johnson will lead their respective teams in fantasy points per game. I just love the upside that both of them have. Roshan, I think we're, we're going to need to be patient with both of them. Roshan a little bit more so than Jalen Warren. Christian Watson has been a favorite of mine all spring long, all summer long. 
top 12 wide receiver, especially love him given how Jordan Love looked this summer. Jordan Addison will be the rookie wide receiver who tops 1,000 yards, scores seven touchdowns as the number two in Minnesota's pass-heavy offense. Brees Hall, thanks to a furious finish to the year, will finish as a top 12 running back in fantasy points per game. Uh, Darren Waller, George Kittle, they will combine for 10 total touchdowns over the course of the season. Please seven And then last Waller, but not least, Derrick Henry will be better than he was in 2022 on fewer touches. He will be more efficient in this Tennessee offense. Okay. And he was really good in 2022. Wow. Waller scoring nine touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I was hoping for it, seven. I'll take seven. Could, could end up nine for him and one for Kittle. <laughs> Uh, Heath Bowl predictions. Uh, Miles Sanders is this year's Josh Jacobs and will be a top five running back. Anthony Richardson leads all quarterbacks in rushing yards and goes over a thousand yards. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be the number one wide receiver for Seattle and a top 12 fantasy wide receiver in the second half. Bold. They're good. That's three. Three's enough. Jamie, plant your flag. Um, you're going to forget the segment I gave you to do. Oh, crap. We have to do that. <laughs> That's not that bold, though, Jamie. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Jamie. I apologize. We're up to um, <laughs> I said these already a few times, but uh, yeah, there'll be three quarterbacks to rush for 1,000 yards this season, even though there's only happened four times in NFL history. So Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, and Anthony Richardson all go over 1,000 yards. Uh, J.K. Dobbins will be better than both Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs this season in total fantasy points and a points per game. And there will be six sophomore wide receivers to finish in the top 24. The three that are guaranteed to be drafted there already of Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Christian Watson. But also we'll get Drake London, Jahan Dotson, and George Pickens in the top 24 this year. Wow. All right. Let's go. Uh, when we come back, choose your own adventure, a segment brought to you by Jamie Eisenberg and NFL picks and predictions after this break. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I forgot Jamie's segment. He worked hard on this. He called me up. He was really excited about a new segment. That, that, that I was really excited. You were. And I appreciate that. I, well, I When you say work hard, I, it took me five minutes. Well, but still, I appreciate you bringing fresh content to the show. So Jamie's going to give you guys two scenarios, and you can choose your own adventure. Which one would you rather see happen? And then we can also do, I think for four of them, which one is more realistic to happen here. But Jamie, take it away. All right, so here we go. Choose your own adventure. Bijan Robinson is a top three running back, or Drake London and Kyle Pitts are both stars. And by stars, I mean Pitts is at least a top three tight end, and London is a top 15 wide receiver. I'll take London and Pitts, please. I'll take Bijan. <laughs> Bijan for me. I just like I just want that guy to be, I want that guy to change fantasy football. Not change it, but I want him to just be. The next McCaffrey. So you want a, a guy that might outscore the field? No, I don't want that. <laughs> Crap. That does sound... Sorry. That does sound... Contrary. I want him to be uh, worth the hype. Worthy of the hype. All right. What about you, Jamie? Uh, I would like to see the two receivers because there's obviously the flip side of this where Bijan is still top 10 and you're still getting good production, yeah. just not the place where you're drafting him. But it would be fun to see Kyle Pitts and Drake London fulfill their prophecies that we had for them coming into the NFL. Okay, I'm getting crushed for what I just said. I don't want Bijan to be the next McCaffrey. I just want him to be awesome, okay? <laughs> because that isn't fair. We don't want that. All right, go ahead, James. Was that an apology? 
Yes, it was. Seven. All right. Choose your own adventure. Number two. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are top 20 running backs. Or Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin are top 20 wide receivers. Receivers. Yeah. I'll take the receivers. Because that means Howell is good. And we've got another quality passing offense to pick oh, up. There's no in-depth to this at all. I'm solely thinking about which guys have I drafted the most, <laughs> yeah. and that is what I want to happen. <laughs> this is all self In that case, I'll take the running backs. I've got a lot of Brian Robinson. I think I'd rather see it with the receivers. Uh, how about you, Jamie? I would rather see it with the receivers, too. I, I think from a ranking standpoint, you know, and how these guys were drafted, you were drafting the receivers, in most cases, ahead of the running backs to begin with, maybe Dotson, mm-hmm. not until the end, but... Um, you know, there's there's probably a lot more exposure for people that, with the receivers with early round picks. That would be right. a lot more fun, too. Choose your adventure number three. Gabe Davis is a top 20 wide receiver, or Dalton Kincaid is a top eight tight end. Oh, 100% Gabe Davis yeah. to the moon. Kincaid. I'm going to say that this is actually an easy one, Davis, because a top eight tight end is really not that good. Well, I, I think saying top five is a little unrealistic for him. Wasn't probably. Dawson Knox a top eight tight end last year? No, I don't think so. But he probably wasn't that far off. Uh, all right, Gabe Davis is the winner there. What's more realistic, Gabe Davis top 20 wide receiver or Kincaid top eight tight end? They both are. I'd lean Davis as being a little more realistic. The bar is pretty low for a top eight tight end. I'll right. say Kincaid. Okay. All right, Jamie, go ahead. I think you probably know how I'm going to answer the next one. (laughs) It must be a Giants one. It is. Daniel Jones and Darren Waller become the new it couple at quarterback tight end, or is it Kirk Cousins and TJ Hawkinson? Choose your own adventure. Cousins and Hawkinson for sure. They're drafted so similarly. This is a really fun one. See, I'm Mm. going to go with Jones and Waller because... Shocking. Well, yeah, but if it's if if it's Cousins and Hawkinson, maybe just maybe that takes away a little bit from from Jefferson, or more likely from Addison. Whereas if it's Jones and Waller, it's not really hurting anyone in fantasy that you care about. That's a great answer, right? All right what's, yeah. what's number five? All right, you get one wide receiver duo to hit your wagon to. Is it Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle? Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, or A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? Dolphins. Vikings. Eagles. Wow. Vikings? Why Vikings? Well, you get the best wide receiver in fantasy. You get by far the the worst in this group, though. Maybe. We'll see. I think Addison could be a top 20 guy. Who's the quarterback for the Dolphins? Next, but wait, I mean, Jefferson and Addison over the first and second round combination of Tyreek and Waddle. No, you don't mean that. You don't mean that. I mean, you can can see I'm not taking Waddle in the second round. You can draft all these guys. The only one you'd have to probably reach for is is Devontae Smith, because if you're taking A.J. Brown at the back end of round one, you'd have to take Devontae a little bit too soon. But all of them are, are, you know, based on ADP doable. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Uh, let's uh, pick some uh, some division winners. I have to figure out my Super Bowl here. You haven't mm. done it yet. You haven't no, I forgot for this part of the show. I did everything but the Super Bowl. I feel like I can do that fairly easily. All right, Dave, you're up first. Tell us who's winning the division and who's winning the Super Bowl. Do we, In do, the do AFC. we go division by division, or are we yeah, doing like let's all? go division by division. Okay, division. All right. So where are we starting? AFC East. AFC East. Buffalo Bills. Bills. Jamie. Oh, Bills. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bills. All right. AFC North. I'm taking the Browns. Ravens. Bengals. Bengals. AFC South. Should we all just say Jaguars, Jaguars. together? AFC- I, no, I knew wow. it. I knew it. I knew it. Do you mean it? Do you mean it? I mean it. Titans. Okay. Jamie? Jaguars. Okay. So I thought. All right. AFC West. Chiefs, Chargers, Chiefs, no, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Wow, I thought we were going in order, like some sort of order. Here. Well, when it's how all the is, same, you know. How hard is Kelsey? Um, right. Chiefs, Chiefs. Wild card teams in the AFC: Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Chargers. For me, Heath, Chargers, Bengals, um, Dolphins. 
The Jaguars don't even make the playoffs for Heath. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's cool. Jam? Uh, I will take the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Steelers. And I go Chargers, Ravens, and the Jets. Oh, you're the only one that picked the Jets. Yeah, how about that? That's interesting. Okay, so we've got our AFC set up. Uh, Do you want to name the AFC champion now, or do you want to wait, Adam? Well, I don't have mine yet. So So we'll wait. (laughs) Let's move to the NFC. NFC East, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles. 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 They they would be the first repeat winner since 2001 through 2004 when the Eagles won it four straight times. It's been 20 years, basically, since we've had a repeat winner in the NFC East. So Dave's probably right, but I'll take the Eagles. Adam, I'm proud of you for not picking the Giants. All right. NFC North. I'm going Green Bay. Vikings. Lions. Who do I have here? You might as well pick the Bears so we have uh, one of Lions. each. I have the Lions. NFC South. This should be interesting. Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers take it down. Falcons. Saints. Falcons. Ah, Adam could have picked the Bucks. We would have had a different. <laughs> that, yep. a- AFC West. Seahawks. AFC West, AFC West Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, sorry, <laughs> NFC West. <laughs> Seattle. Uh, San Francisco. Niners. All right. We're split 50 50 on the Did AFC, I catch NFC, a Niner NFC West. NFC wild cards. I have the Eagles, Niners, Saints. Mm. Yikes. NA. Um, Cowboys for sure. Lions. Niners. No, I think I want the 49ers to miss the playoffs this year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's go with let's go with three teams from north. I'll go Packers. Uh Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants. That's exactly what I have. I, did, I was really tough with the Giants. I I it's probably a stupid pick, but I, I think finding that that last team in the NFC is is kind of hard. I'm not Jamie's such a homer pick with the Giants. I'm not really buying the Packers, Dave, because I think their defensive coordinator stinks. And uh, a little too young on offense. Not, I not hear feeling you. it with them. Yeah, right, I, I think it's an easy division for them to to win. Okay, have, do you have your Super Bowl pick yet, Adam? I can. All right, so you're last to go. I will go first. I've never picked this team to win the Super Bowl in my life, and I'm doing it this year. The Dallas Cowboys will beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs over Seahawks. Uh, Eagles beat the bill- Bills. <sighs> it's time. Bengals, Man, Bengals over bill. Niners. If the Bills make it again, they've got to win. Like we can't do this to Bills fans. They've been <laughs> waiting so Seriously. long to go back after all those losses. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, all right, we have very different Super Bowls. Schaefer, you make sure you write all this down for January or for, well, for February. Yeah, Thomas's. Oh Thomas yeah, Thomas! Come on, Vikings come on in. Over. Come on, we can uh, get your predictions. Uh, this was before I watched Hard Knocks too. For, uh, the Forty ers and the Jets. Jets win the Super Bowl. Wow, the Jets win the Super Bowl. Salad bowl. That's like like salad bowl. It's very good. And then, and then I was telling my friend Troy at work uh, about my prediction. He's like, "Oh, you must have watched Hard Knocks." I'm like, "No, I haven't watched Hard Knocks." <laughs> and then I watch Hard Knocks. I'm like, "Oh, now everybody's gonna pick them." <laughs> I did not watch. I, who watched? Jamie watched Hard Knocks. Uh, I didn't watch the last two episodes, so I'll catch up. Okay, the Jets win. Spoiler alert. Uh, okay, this is from an email from Eric in Spokane. What is your go-to Chinese food order? Dan seems like he would order chicken and broccoli and only eat the chicken. <laughs> also, start one in PPR. <laughs> start one in PPR. Damian Pierce or, J- or J.K. Dobbins? Dobbins. Dobbins. Yeah. Dobbins and shrimp fried rice. Oh, yeah. I got chicken fried rice the other day, Heath. That's good. Chicken shrimp fried rice a great call. I also got spare ribs. Damn. They are amazing. Uh, start two of these players in PPR. P. Ryan, Brian Robinson, DJ Chark, Sky Moore. Well, I don't know if you're going to get Chark this week. I like Robinson against Arizona. Yeah, me too. So P. Ryan or Moore? P. Ryan and Robinson for me. I think um, I'll take P. Ryan and Robinson as well. Which Moore? I'm sorry. Sky. Sky. 
Oh, um, I will go Sky Moore and Robinson. Mike from Rhode Island's in a 12-team PPR league. He waited too damn long to pick up a quarterback. He has Anthony Richardson and Sam Howell. Who would you start? He could also pick up Derek Carr or Matthew Stafford. Oh, no, that's Andres. That's not Matt. Mike, sorry. Uh, Andres says <laughs> uh, Anthony Richardson or Sam Howell or Derek Carr or Matthew Stafford. Carr. Uh, Carr. Howell for me in six, Richardson in four. And Mike in Rhode Island, this is his real question. Someone in my fantasy league really wants Stefan Diggs. Would you give up Stefan Diggs to get A.J. Brown and Dalton Kincaid? I have Tyler Higby at tight end. It's, What's the format? PPR? Does not say. It's fine if you want to do it, but I don't think you have to. That's not a he really wants him. He's overpaying right. offer. Make right. him pay more. Yeah. yeah. He's got to come up with something bigger than Kincaid. And this one's from Luke. Dear Marquez, Juju, Jackson, and Nick. I mean, those are wide receivers. Right. Oh, I get it. They're hyphenated. Oh. Westbrook Aquina. Valdez, yes. Scantling, Smith, Schuster, Smith, and Jigba. I received my first trade proposal in fantasy this year. I'm leaning towards no, but I wanted your thoughts. Half PPR, 10 teams. Give up AJ Brown, get Chris Godwin and James Conner. No. Nah. No. Nope. No. Okay. Good luck, everyone, in week one. Well, we still have a show tomorrow. What am I doing here? We have a show tomorrow. Then you can have good luck in week one. We've got starters sit for the AFC home games and um, a live stream on Thursday night, youtube.com slash fantasy football today at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. If you still have a draft, good luck to you with that. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.